For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. New Zealand's summer of cricket has been a wet one so far and unfortunately a losing one also as the rain hit. The T20 series against India was completed last night with a tie, leaving India victorious in the series 1-0. The Williamson-less Black Caps managed to post 160 before a downpour halted the India Indian chase at 75 for four, putting a stake in the series then and there. It probably leaves more questions than answers for Gary Steed's men heading into the ODI series about where the white ball side is at. And then to answer some of those questions, we welcome in One News cricket reporter Guy Dvelt. Morning, Guy. How you doing, brother? Morning. Morning, Izzy. Morning, boys. Very well, thank you. Good to be on. Oh, surely you've got something to break today, mate. You're the man that knows it all. I love it. I gave you a little shout-out earlier on, and Louis said, don't do that. He thinks he breaks everything. And I said, what? Surely you've got something. <laughs> Uh, no, nothing great. You've actually got me on a day off. I'm, uh, I'm uh, up bright and early for you boys to talk to you nice and early. Look, uh, no, no, nothing, nothing massive to tell you. I, I just, um, I think, and I've said it a few times now, and I think we're starting to get the evidence of it. This Black Caps team is about to go through a bit of a lull. I think over the next mm. um, few years, uh, losing Trent Bolt um, kind of yeah. permanently. Um, you know, after the next World Cup, probably Tim Saudi as well. Uh, they've dropped Martin Guptill, which I'm sure we'll talk about shortly. Um, you know, I just feel like, obviously, Ross Taylor's retired. There's just a lot of change going on in that team. And I'm not sure the players coming through are as good as the ones that they've had. So I think we're just starting to see a sign that this Black Caps team might not be going through as good a patch as it has been for a few years. Yeah, I think everyone's on the same page there, guys. Kempe here, morning. Hey, um, Glenn Phillips batting in the right spot, do you think, in the lineup? Yeah, I don't mind where Glenn Phillips is batting. Um, look, my problem kind of stems from. Uh, a little bit of the top of the order that they put all their all their eggs in the Finn Allen basket, which is, you know, I I don't think it's the right move. Uh, I've said it a few times. The guy mm. is the future. I'm just not sure the future is here at the moment. Uh, he has batted, I think it's 25 innings, 24 or 25 T20 innings now in his uh, international career. He has batted through power play four times, and I know his strike rate's good, and I know he can score a quick 20 off however many balls. But if you're all of a sudden one down in the second over, um, you know, it, it's, it's suddenly putting a bit of pressure on the rest of the team. And I feel like that's why, to an extent, why Kane Williamson has come in and batted the way he has. Because not only are they one yeah. down, he also knows the batting below that is not that solid. I mean, you look at guys like, mm. yeah, Jimmy Neesham, and, and, you know, I'm putting Glenn Phillips and, and Devin Conway and those guys aside here because I think they are very, very good players, and we can get some consistent scores out of them. But I'm looking at people like um, Jimmy Neesham, you know, fairly hot and cold with the bat. Daryl Mitchell recently, anyway, fairly hot and cold with the bat. The tail, the tail starts, I would probably say, from Mitchell Santner, and if not Mitchell Santner, then from Adam Milne. Milne was batting eight yesterday. Eight. That is way too high for Adam Milne. That leaves a massive tail. And so for me, I know Kane Williamson is copping a lot of heat, but I don't actually mm. think a lot of it is, is, is fear. I think he's 
he is the smartest cricketing brain we've got in New Zealand. And if he has to feel like he has to bat at a runner ball to bat some overs in T20 cricket, then I, I think he's probably doing the right thing. So I think there are bigger problems than, than just Kane Williamson's batting, and I think it stems from a few other issues. Can the selectors do a major U-turn here with what they've gone and done? Or do you feel like the guppy boat has sailed? Um, it's a very good question. I would like to say yes, but I think the answer to that is no. Um, I think they are firmly in the Finn Allen camp. I think they see him as their guy to lead them to the T20 World Cup. Gary Stead, uh, despite the fact that, that Finn Allen is, uh, hasn't been able to bat through many power plays, Gary Stead seems to like the fact that he can score you know, maybe 20 or 30 off, say, 10 balls, 10 or 15 balls. And, you know, that that is nice on occasion, but then, as I just said before, yeah. it opens the rest of the batting order up to potentially falling apart, which we saw in massive style last night. I think they lost 7 for 14, uh, going from mm. 143 for 146 for 3 to being all out for 160. They didn't even bat out their overs. They're absolutely unfathomable. Um, so to answer your question, look, I, I think... I would like to see Martin Guptill back. I think um, you know they've lost so much experience in the last year or so, and they're about to lose even more experience probably after this World Cup. Uh, I would like to see Martin Guptill there. I think they need as much experience as they can get, particularly in a World Cup in the subcontinent. Um, and I'm just not sure that Finn Allen is quite the finished product and quite the guy that is going to lead them to a World Cup. I think they put enormous pressure on him as well, uh, told him that he is essentially setting up their innings um, and for a guy who's, what, 23, I think he is, uh, that, that's, that's a lot to put on a player in very early in his career. <laughs> so I would like to see a change. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Yeah, especially when it starts all going wrong. Um, guy, you're making a good point. It heaps a lot of pressure on the guy. Hey, very quickly, how about this? Australia, Harry France. Sutar, the base of the centre circle, plays a long diagonal ball out to Leckie on the right flank, and a good touch as well. Pavard hit the ground, the cross comes in. Good win! Craig Goodwin has the opener. What? Yeah. Australia have just gone up one zip over France in the 10th minute. Craig Goodwin has absolutely rocketed one to the top of the net. Uh, I knew you'd want to hear that guy because you are the breaking news guy. And I'd just like to say, Izzy, he's high volume tweet. He's a high volume tweeter. I don't know how much of it's quality. Oh, zero of its quality, mate. Absolutely zero of it. I I don't know why people engage. I appreciate them, guy. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, Izzy. Uh, just on the World Cup, I mean, how good is it? Saudi Arabia beating Argentina last night. Australia obviously won the love against us. I'm not a massive football guy, but I'm about to go and park myself in front of the TV and watch a bit of it. Glorious. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been good. It's been go- uh, good, guy. Let's get back to the cricket, though, because that's why you're on. You're the cricket man. Hey, um, <laughs> the criticism of Kane soaking up deliveries isn't new to T20. Um, but is it on the money? And how do you think he feels he needs to... Um, Get out there and play. Is he, mate? Have we see? Are we seeing the end of Kane Williamson? Well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't think Kane Williamson should be in the T20 team, but not because he's he's not a good T20 player. I don't think Kane Williamson should be in the T20 team because I think his, as we all know, his elbow is starting to kind of uh, fade on him yep. a little bit. I think he's more important to the Black Caps Test team. I'd like to see him. Not wrapped in cotton wool as such, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's paramount to the T20 team. In saying that, if Kane Williamson wants to play T20 cricket, I'd have him in my T20 team. I, I think, um, as I just outlined before, I, I think he's copping a lot of criticism 
for um, his his the way that he's playing in terms of the run of ball innings and that sort of thing. When the problems are actually a lot deeper than that, um, he feels like he has to play those innings. And as I said before, he's the smartest cricketing brain we've got in New Zealand. And if Kane Williamson feels like he cannot afford to get out because then it opens up a lot of um, a lot of problems for the lower middle order, uh, then I think Kane Williamson's probably being on the money. Um, you know, we saw it collapse last night. If Kane Williamson had have got out very early in the innings that he played in the T20 World Cup, New Zealand would have got nowhere near the semi-finals. That is how kind of brittle that middle to lower order is, and I think it was kind of it's it's at times paramount that Williamson plays the way he does. Is it good for? Is it does it, does it help New Zealand? No, it doesn't. Um, but I don't think it's Kane Williamson's fault. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Totally focus on, on one format, maybe two, but potentially pushing your body when you've been around for a very long time to do all formats, it's just a no-brainer. No-brainer. I just want to get your take, um, Guy, on, on the situation with the cricketing contracts uh, for New Zealand cricket and what's unfolded with Trent Bolt. you got Jimmy Neesham turn their backs, and we're probably going to get a, a few more going forward. Is this a worrying sign for, for New Zealand cricket? Should they be worried with players turning their back on, on the centralised contracts that New Zealand offers? It's a great question, Izzy. Uh, I think to an extent, yeah, yeah, they should be. Mm. Um, um, you know, they're so, it's, it's, just, it's a little bit like the rugby situation at the moment, you know, over in Japan and, mm. and, and then in the UK as well and in Europe. Uh, there's just more money to be offered in the likes of the IPL and um, you know other T20 leagues around the world, where someone like Trent Bolt in the in the latter stages of his career, look, he would still walk into any, uh, I would think, yeah. uh, most T20, uh, most Black Cats teams, um, you know. But the money over there in, in the latter stages of your career is just too much to give up. Um, so I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, like you say, I wouldn't be surprised if we see this more. Um, and mm. I think there would be an element of concern inside New Zealand cricket that that this might take away a few more of their players, maybe even at a younger age or, or at a lesser stage of their of their careers than, say, a Trent Bolt or something like that. So certainly one to watch. I don't think it'll be as bad as the rugby situation, uh, but I do feel like there might be some players who just think, you know what, I can set myself up for life playing T20 cricket around the world. Why shouldn't I do that or why don't I do that instead of playing the odd, uh, the odd international here and there? So... Yeah, there might be some doing it. I don't think it'll be a. I don't think it'll be a, um, a mass exodus, uh, but we might mm. see a couple here or there down the track. Absolutely. Well, I heard a wee something the other day about the IPL situation. The NZR, uh, the NZC, get a little bit of a kickback if their players go and play the IPL. So it's not all doom and gloom, but it just it's it's probably a little bit worrying for New Zealand cricket. Just quickly, mate, before we let you go, we spoke to Mike Brown earlier, and I said, well, if anyone knows anything. This guy about you're obviously the man of cricket, but surely you got your nose over there in the UK with Razor Ray, Scotty Robinson. What's your take, mate? You think he can coach England? Jeez, you're pumping me up a lot, is he today? Uh, I, look, I, I, I'm not sure I can deliver with this. I, I don't have any oil. I have a very strong opinion. Um, I, I think if Scott Robertson was to be let go anywhere, particularly to England, but if Scott Robertson was to be let go anywhere and was not the next coach of the All Blacks. 
it would be, frankly, a national disgrace, and it would be the worst <laughs> thing that New Zealand rugby has ever done. And I, I, I'm not joking when I say that. It would be the worst thing New Zealand rugby has ever done. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you guys read Gregor Paul's. I'll be very quick. I don't know if you guys read Gregor Paul's piece the other day in the Herald about um, why Razor essentially missed out on the job or why, why he might miss out on the job. And it seems, from what Gregor was saying anyway, it seems that, that elements of New Zealand rugby, uh, people, elements of people, some people inside New Zealand rugby, feel like Razor's approach is a bit too left field for them and a bit too out there and he's a bit too oh, rogue in some of the ways that he approaches the media. Well, Style. I mean, if, that, if that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if that's why they don't want him to be the coach, well, those people shouldn't be in New Zealand rugby because we're all going to get so out. Much. Honestly. Yeah, it, I mean, look at the Black Ferns, for goodness sake. You had so much fun yeah. in that team, and that's why the public largely, I think, got behind them. And now you've got someone who is fun, but also an absolutely brilliant coach, and you're, and you're okay to let go of them. Give me a break. Good luck to them if they do that. Yeah, have a spell. No, well said, Havel. Very well said. I think just I'm, I'm just reading between the lines here, but I'm pretty sure the reason is he's got you in so high regards at the moment is because Hayden Wilde came on the show and he said this. <laughs> Uh, we get people that ask you, you know, intermittently. They text the show and they say, "Hey, boys, any update?" So, oh, dude, you know who's that? The biggest pest about that. <laughs> who's that? I'm, put, I'm, a, I'm a great mate with them now, but I'm going to put him straight on the spot. Is Guy Havolt straight up? <laughs> that guy, nearly every every single time, he's like, "Mate, fizzing about this weekend. You're free for a yarn this sometime uh, ahead of the final." Also. What's happening with the appeal? You heard anything from the appeal? <laughs> oh, <I've heard. laughs> hey. Yeah. So what? So what gone? Pissed. <laughs> that is that is absolutely gone. Look, he's not wrong. I was I was absolutely hammering him to try and tell me what was going on with that appeal. He did very well to keep it to keep it under wraps. Um uh, look, uh, yeah, what a dude, what a man. Uh, I hope he goes very well at the World Championships this weekend, Hayden Wild. He deserves it. Uh, look very, I don't know how long you want me to be on that, but I was there, and, um, and this is the reason why I'm so hot on it. I was there, fortunate enough to be there in Birmingham, uh, right there when Hayden Wild crossed the line. Uh, he was shafted out of a potential gold medal. I'm not going to say he was going to win gold, but he was shafted out of a potential gold medal in that race. He did, you know, he, I don't think he unclipped his helmet, but you cannot, you cannot tell me, and World Triathlon has come back with this appeal and said, essentially that there wasn't enough evidence in, in their slow-motion replays or in their stills or whatever to prove that um, he didn't unclip his helmet before he got off the bike um, or before he got into transition, rather. Well, you know, if, if, they can't, if they can't back up their officials' word through ultra-slow motion and through stills and that sort of thing, how on earth can they say at full pace with one chance to see it that their official on the ground was correct. I think it was. A, yeah. I think it was appalling, and it absolutely robbed us. It robbed Hayden Wild. It even robbed Alex Yee of, of a fair race. It robbed Alex Yee to stand on the podium without any questions being asked. I'm not saying Hayden Wild would have beaten Alex Yee because they both looked very strong. I don't know what the outcome of the race would have been. Uh, mm. But man, oh man, that that I think I think that's just a, a terrible decision from from World Triathlon, and I was pretty disappointed by that. That's a horrible rule. Unbuckling your yeah, bloody well, helmet! Yeah. Wow, what a poor yeah. rule that is to to even um, decide a, a medal race, mate. Oh, well, we can't even believe we're talking about yeah. that situation. It's crazy. It's crazy. But as I say, he seems to have moved on. Uh, he was in good form. I spoke to him the other day, so uh, 
He's in Abu Dhabi this weekend for the World Championships, and hopefully, hopefully, I'd love to see him get it done. It'd be fantastic. Well, what, you go, you go, pissed Liam Lawson or some other young gun, mate. We'll let you crack on with your day. <laughs> Keep oh, pissed, that him, be bud. A bad one, pissed, Alice, because he'll be in F one soon. So I'd, I'd, I'd better start doing that. <laughs> Good work, mate. Hey, I appreciate your time, Guy. Thanks so much for your talk on cricket and yeah, all, all the pest thing that you're about to do. Appreciate it, mate. Take care. Have a good day. <laughs> good on you, boys. Talk soon, anytime. <laughs> he is a pest. Oh, he's a good man. He's a good he's pest. A good man. Mate, you're all, we're all pest. Of course You're pest and guest. I'm pest and guest. <laughs> Kempi's pest and guest. Oh, we're all pest. That's, the, pest. that's what this industry is. <laughs> 100%. He, um, he knows how it's played. Uh, and interesting thoughts there around like where New Zealand cricket's heading, Kempi. And you said we seem like we're all on the same page, but it just you get this feeling like the golden generation. We're just in a transition period, and almost like the All well, Blacks going through it. Yeah, they're it, going for it. Yeah. Izzy's generation to this generation mm. it just can't always be the best. Yeah, no. uh, look, I think there's I think there's some major um, issues coming up for New Zealand cricket. I I just can't see this. Um, one shoe fits all. This, this, you know, you you do it this way with today's attitude. You know, like it's just so different. You know, that's a great. The great thing about Mike talking about Razor is that he's saying he understands the player. Man, if you don't understand the player, and guy guy hit the nail on the head there. He said, "Have a look at the woman." You know what I mean? Mm. Look how they look how they address the World Cup, and look how well Wayne Smith adapted. It wasn't about how they. That's how they just look, acting normal. The, the woman, but Wayne Smith adapted, and uh, I think and I, I think Razor's uh, he's gone for sure. And I tell you what, that that situation would have made it an awkward boardroom at NZR. I promise you, they did not expect that, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this has opened an absolute can here. What are we going to do?" Honestly, they did not expect that, and they will be going. Wow, it was a, it was an awkward situation that Mark Robinson. You see him out in the field. He's like, "Oh yes, like, oh what have we done here? This is oh no, this is going to cost us." Yep, <laughs> it is. And yeah. Some of you need to move on. Mate, you, do you know what the word you use? Awkward's it's right. I know what you mean, is it? And it's not that they. It's not that they. Uh, it's not saying that they didn't want the result or anything like that, but it is. It's kind of created an awkward temperature in the room where half mm. of it is going this way and the room is warming up, but there's still a very cold ice block in the corner and it's yeah. melting slowly. It's very awkward. I know exactly what you're saying. There's Some people you just can't move. You know, that's that's why that, that FIFA um, documentary is so interesting because when you look at it in, in, in your own situation, you go, you just can't move people. Like it's, yeah. it's but no one's got more power than the team, Kimpy, and that's what I hate. And there's just something like that and that is going on. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.